right, well, I'm an old school Jake Uger, Ben Mangos, Michael Shore, everybody. Uh, it, it's it's an epic uh, edition of old school. Um, so, guys, as you know, of course, uh, old school is uh, sponsored uh, by shoptyt.com, uh, one of the largest corporations in the world. Uh, and look, we got to pay the bills, so we're, we're making the deal we need to make. Uh, but uh, ironically, I have a TYT shirt that you can't find on shoptyt.com uh, today. It's uh, it's the We Press On uh, t-shirt that we're doing for the campaign, for the audience fundraising campaign. So you can't buy it on the site. But if you give $127 to the uh, tyt.com slash go, then we give you this as a gift. Uh, so, well, kind of. After you give the hundred and twenty-seven dollars, right. uh, do, do you think our sponsor is going to be happy about the fact that you're selling T-shirts elsewhere and not from the sponsor? I look, man, they're very tough over there. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to get a, I'm going to get a call if yeah. I'm lucky. Uh, if, if I'm not, somebody's going to show up at the door and go, mm -hmm. "Oh, you want some shirts? I'll give you some shirts." Yeah. All right, uh, guys. A lot of important topics on today's old school, uh, including. Um, is howitzer one of the best words in the English language? Um, so let's let's dive right in. Let's go for it. Um, I, I think that it perfectly describes what it is. Not perfect, that's too much. But it's a great name for what it is. And it's a really strong sounding name. So howitzer is in the top echelon. It's in the top 1% of words. Go. Well, I, I thought you said is Howard Stern when you first said it, and then I would have said yes. Um, uh, but but Howitzer, I hadn't thought about it enough. How is it's a strong word, but it's because we know what it is, and it actually I don't think it's strong enough. It sounds too Jewish to me. No, so I was going to say it's like it's the name for the first you know uh, uh, Jewish defense contractor. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I hear uh, you. And if it was like. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. I mean, the answer is I hadn't really thought about it either, but now I have, and the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you guys. I hear you. But like, and it, and if it was like Fred Howitzer, it has a little different ring to it, right? But like ripping through the place like a Howitzer, that sounds so cool. So no, I, I, overall, I vote against you guys. Howitzer. I mean, ripping through the place like a house, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a. Uh, uh, a missile uh, that just leaves a path of devastation and broken lives and dead fathers and children and in its wake. So, yeah, no, it's a great phrase. You're right. Yeah, if I put it on Twitter, I, I'd be canceled already. Uh, yeah, totally. So, yeah, oh, you're celebrating the death and destruction of a howitzer. You know, I, I don't think that's appropriate. Yeah, I just forgot to say. All right, I mean, you know, not even. I don't even think it's as good as bazooka if you're talking about the best. Words right. in 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 weaponry. I don't I don't agree because I think a, a bazooka sounds too comical. It does. There's a degree of bazooka, you know, right? Yeah, and right. bazooka bazooka Joe didn't bazooka help the Joe. lethal nature of the bazooka. Yeah, um, yeah. Right? And, you know, bazooka Joe and howitzer Sheldon, you know. <laughs> And, and by the way, and, and of course, I obviously mind howitzer less, or I celebrate how howitzer more because obviously I'm less anti-Semitic than you guys, uh, which which brings me to Wurlitzers. And then I thought, like, is a, a Wurlitzer's a really badass weapon too, right? Because I had forgotten, and then I looked it up. 
It's an organ. Yeah, it it's, turns out it's an electric piano. Yeah. Which is yeah. not as tough. But Wurlitzer yeah. sounds tough to me. I don't know. Yeah. Wurlitzer? No, you're afraid of Jews. That's what I can get out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And that makes you the only person alive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're on the wrong end of a Mossad operation, I, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> there are other people that, yes, <laughs> that have been frightened in that circumstance. Anyway, uh, and then the last one, because this is obviously a topic the country wants to talk about, um, Gatling gun. Um, uh, you know, that, that sounds tough, and, and it is tough, uh, but, and I'm actually not even arguing that. Uh, the, the thing that I want to bring about a, a Gatling gun is, why did it fall out of fashion? I mean, it's terrifying. I mean, you want to talk about ripping through a place, that's what a Gatling gun does. And it was like popular, it feels like, out of the movies... Like it had like a, a decade where everybody's like, whoa, anybody's got a Gatling gun, they definitely win. And then everybody's like, nah, forget about it. Don't want to use it anymore. What happened? Uh, technology, I think. It just, yeah. Things got better and faster and didn't need, uh, didn't need to be fed, uh, I suspect, right? That the Gatling gun required two people, right? Uh, and for a long time, sort of big machine guns during World War II still did. But then eventually they just got it. You can just have one guy just stand there and he can kill a bunch of people. And you can have another guy killing people on his own, too. And we don't need to waste two guys killing people. Now, your answer is, yeah, your answer is annoyingly correct. Plus, it's not mobile enough. Whereas if you have two guys with two machine guns, it's way better. I get it. Yeah. On the other hand, when that thing gets going, man, I don't know that anything's more badass. The, yeah. uh, uh, the, launch, say, the launcher, like when they go like this, and it's a far more cinematic thing when the guy cups his ears and then goes like that. So that's kind of cool. But that's that, a, that, that's like in a in a in a cannon and or yeah. a mortar. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That to me, I, we don't know the name of it, or it has a name. I don't know the name of it. That to me would be better than all of it. Well, the Germans did that. The German 88s, you had to, you'd have to cover your ears. The Germans right. were always covering their ears. And covering their ears and covering their eyes, as it turns out. Um, uh, the uh, so the uh, I, I, without knowing any of the history, and there are obviously people who do who know when the Gatling gun emerged. I assume it was sometime before World War One, because I think that's when it was like, oh wow, this is a serious weapon um, on an international scale. Um, but. Uh, it seems like you know uh, uh, Gatling didn't stay on top of things, or he would have come up with continual generations of the Gatling gun. Yeah, th I, I now, in conclusion, I now have uh, two um, things I'm taking away from this conversation. Gatling, not a great entrepreneur, couldn't adjust. Okay, uh, and 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 the second thing is, I, as you guys were talking, I realized that everyone who fired that missile where they had to do this, right? Every one of them is deaf. That's right. Yeah, because there's no way in the world this worked. Right. Uh, the uh, my uh, my five. You, Michael mentioned the mortars, where you sort of also you turn away. But most, I think, you turned away from the mortars. I don't think you covered your ears. You just got out of the way because you were. My dad fired a mortar. He drove a jeep and fired a mortar during the war. Those were his main tasks. And uh, um, but he said he he was less afraid of being killed in action and much more afraid of blowing off his fingers from a mortar that fired too quickly before he could get his hand out of the way. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Because, I mean, the mortar, you literally, you're like, I mean, imagine a bullet where you're like, okay, I'm going to put this thing in the chamber. No, not chamber, in the, this is how chamber. they about it. What, the, the thing that points, the pointy thing, yeah, the thing the, where the bullet comes out, that's the chamber? You don't yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> no, that's I mean, not the chamber. That's no, the barrel. That's the barrel. Right wingers watching this are like, I knew it. These That's libs, right? These right. Libs. But yeah, but by the way, so we knew it too. Um, the uh, right wingers uh, watching this too. But I just, by the way, uh, the the right wing conversation, the right wingers old school show where they talk about howitzers and Gatling guns and Wurlitzers and and mortars and the barrels or uh, 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 chambers of guns. They just they think it's cool. Right. That's their conversation. They're just excited about it. But imagine if you had to put a bullet down the barrel of a gun and then get your hand out of the way before it fired. That's what a mortar was. That's how unsophisticated yeah. a mortar was. And yeah. by the way, your dad's hearing wasn't great at the end either. Oh, so. he was, his hearing was yeah. horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. And probably from from uh, from explosions uh, during the war, almost certainly. So, Ben, since you're a soft lib, would you have been proud to have a badass weaponry named the Mankowitz or, or not proud or embarrassed. The Mank Mortar? Yeah, um, but it, uh, the whole thing, like the, the Mankowitz, uh, it, it, Howitzer is called a Mankowitz. Um, yeah, uh, you know, maybe when I was younger, like probably not now, right? You know? Yeah. Um, you know, certainly, you know, not after the, you know, not after the, onslaught of mass shootings i'd be like uh, can we sell you know let's uh let's give up let's give up and by the way i was way too early on the gatling gun or, or way too late excuse me so uh yeah it was a uh civil war weapon uh union forces used it and yeah and we saw it in isn't there a gatling gun scene in the uh remake of the magnificent seven I know it's a movie, the movie yes. you you love, Cenk. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and I think maybe at the time I thought maybe they were playing with history, but no, there is a. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, 1861, and then it was uh, it was used by Pennsylvania militia in episodes of the Great Railroad Strike of 1877. I don't know a lot about that strike, but I'm going to guess that uh, that uh, the Pennsylvania militia came out and pointed it at the company thugs who were intimidating the strikers, you know, like, Hey, come on now. <laughs> They've unionized and we got to respect that. You let them strike. <laughs> if only it were so, uh, Ben, there's some chance that that's reversed. Um, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the original Gatling gun was a field weapon, which used multiple rotating barrels turned by a hand crank and firing loose metal cartridge ammunition using a, a gravity feed system from a hopper, obviously. Um, uh, the Gatling gun's innovation lay in the use of multiple barrels to limit overheating, a rotating mechanism, and a gravity feed reloading system, which allowed unskilled... Go ahead. Weird, no, weird that it, they don't mention that it feeds from, from a hopper. <laughs> No, they did. I'm sorry. Maybe I went out on that part. Oh, anyway, it, it said it allowed unskilled operators like the three of us to achieve a relatively high rate of fire of 200 rounds per minute. All right. Yeah, 200 rounds per minute. Now, I'm putting that in a movie. I don't make movies, but one day <laughs> it's in my in a daydream. I'm putting it in a, into a modern movie where like bank robbers like in the scene like Heat. They remember that movie? They come out, but with a Gatling gun. That is going to be super badass. 
and 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 so Michael, you did get named some something named after you. The the mics are named after you, the right? Sure, microphone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we also have somebody else in the company that had things named after him, Dave Kohler. Um, oh, all sure. the toilet seats that you see. What? Right. All the what? Toilet seats. Right. Exactly. And the game, Dave Kohler's America, was named after him. <laughs> okay, by the way, Kohler's spelled differently, and it's yeah. not really the seat, it's the toilet itself. All right, uh, next topic, a little bit more political. Uh, who is bigger, Bernie Sanders or Al Gore? Who is bigger, like a bigger Big. name? Like, who's more famous now, or like... Yeah, I don't want to say fa more famous now, because that skews it a little bit. I don't want to say more powerful. I think that skews it a little bit. I just want to say bigger. Who's bigger? I, I don't know. Internationally or national or domestically? I, I'll I'll open that one up. Uh, you, you either way. All right. I, I have my answer. I've, I've filed it. I have my answer too. Yeah. Uh, Michael, your answer is Bernie Sanders. Yeah, my it's Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, just that's interesting. Yeah, Gore has been uh, out of the. Uh, uh, influence of the significant at least outward influence game for for a long time even on the environment so i'm not knocking him for it he did do whatever he wants but the uh, and he certainly did a ton uh but yeah it's just it's been 10 years okay so that's now and i assume international skews more towards gore than it does bernie um because the movie and, and the environmental movement that's so international etc but okay they've passed away uh, two, two, two. Uh, it's twenty years later. Um, who who is considered uh, bigger in hindsight? And then I think it's a different answer. And I think it's probably Gore. I think it's Sanders. But I think it's Sanders because of his, and I I, I mean this with no malice, because of his failures in, in a sort of William Jennings Bryan type of way. Uh, somebody who tried to do something a few times, really influenced a significant portion of the population and young people. And young people will carry that legacy forward a little bit longer. But so when Sanders dies and Gore dies, I think that Sanders, you know, even though he was not the nominee and Gore was, and he was not the vice president and Gore was, we can't name old vice presidents. Um, many of us can't unless we have the magnet set. Uh, but but I, I think that, uh, I think it's going to be Sanders for, you know, for future generations more than I think as I give my answer, which I'll stick by that with Gore, although Michael gave that answer, uh, the defense of Sanders that would be the defense of Sanders is it really depends on what happens in the next, uh, you know, 10 years. Right. You know, to, yeah, that's uh, right. Like that's if right. they're if, you know, uh, if it's if uh, if it's President Ocasio-Cortez, then then Bernie Sanders is going to get a huge obit. Right. Uh, uh, and if we're significantly have reversed <clears throat> or stalled uh, global warming and 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 sort of our pioneering leaders on climate change, then then it's then it'll then it'll be Al Gore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we can't take anything that they're going to do in their lives going forward. But even if you just stop the clock now, uh, you know, I would have said Gore for a long, long time. Right now, I think I'd maybe be an interesting Sanders. But because I suspect that the progressive movement will continue to get larger and Bernie Sanders is the godfather of the progressive movement. And that's such a, I hope, large movement in the country that it's that that becomes bigger than than Gore being vice president and the environmental movement, et cetera. But it, 
I think but the maybe, vice president part is fairly minor to his legacy. Yeah. It's all the environmental yeah. movement and the and the notion of maybe America's first sort of stolen lower S election. Lower if, if current TV were still on the air, then it would be Bernie Sanders. You definitely, no question <laughs> about that. If uh, if Al Gore and Bernie Sanders die on the same day in a murder suicide, who's the killer? That's a great one. If Al Gore and Bernie Sanders, the killer is if Al Gore and Bernie Sanders die on the same day. Uh, I know. I have my answer. I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in too. Uh, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we were in uh, fifth grade, our history teacher uh, asked us before we studied it, uh, who won the French and Indian War, and and I knew it was a trick question. I was positive it was a trick question. But I just didn't know the answer. Uh, but uh, uh, it, he loved that. He was so proud of that trick question. And I, and to this day, I remember only Paul Calamia got it right. The British uh, answer, right? Yeah. And 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 I also remember thinking, um, yeah, Dick, that's not fair. You didn't teach it to us yet. <laughs> so <laughs> teach it, and then ask the question, and then then we'll be okay. It was India, obviously. Look how big they are and how many people they have. Yeah, yeah. The Indians uh, did well after that war. Yeah. Um, oh, here's a fun fact, uh, and I'm going to get back to who killed who in a second. Um, Nancy Pelosi uh, and Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden um, were all born before India was a country. And Trump. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, our our we, I mean that that's as good an um, anecdote for term limits as you'll find. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think there are, there are no arguments for term limits, uh, but there are. But it's a definitely an argument for like, hey man, maybe it, it's okay. It, it's just it's okay to start electing forty year olds, like you know, forty three year olds. It's funny. It's weird because we did it twice. You know, with, you know, obviously all of this depends on your, you know, whether you're using the Stableford scoring method or or, or, or something uh, more antiquated, but like with success, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, they were both in for their time seen as successful presidents. And then we're like, let's get away from that and go back to this this notion of these these old guys who know how it's done. Remind me, guys, if you remember off the top of your head, how old Barack Obama was when he got elected. I think he was, was 43, 43, 40. Was he 44 and 44? I think he was I 43. Think he, I, yeah. I, I was going to say 44 from the get-go, but... Um, okay, so... Because he was 44 and 44, we would have heard about that, so maybe he was... Right. 40. No, no, we're, yeah, we're off. He was, uh, he was, uh, ele- when he was elected, he was 40, oh, I was 45. He was 45. Okay. okay. No, no, 40, sorry, 39 and 8. No, he's 47. It's 47. 47. Okay. Yeah. It's still deeply depressing, given that we're all, let's just say, past 47. Uh, right. That someone lived a life. What's that? Except for Mark Thompson, if he were here. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, that we, somebody lived a life so accomplished that they became president before this. And what are we doing? We're doing old school. 
It's crazy. When you hear that Martin Luther King was 39 when he was assassinated, what? I know. That's the most stunning thing I've ever heard. Martin Luther King was 39, Bobby Kennedy was 42. Like Those guys would have been making a difference, arguably, until five years ago, but certainly throughout the 1990s. Like They would have been relevant and important people. Yeah, Bobby Kennedy might have been running for president again. Yeah, if he'd, right, if he'd survived or if he'd lost. I think if he'd been defeated, he unquestionably would have run for, for president again and, and would have been defeated again. So this is a tragedy, but uh, for some of you, uh, this is the end of the episode, and you're not going to get to find out if Al Gore killed Bernie Sanders or Bernie Sanders killed Al Gore. Uh, but uh, but if you uh, sign up for membership at tyt.com slash join, you will find out. So thank you, though.